now. All right, welcome back. Don Amici versus everybody with Kristen Chiara. Uh, this Haiti thing, which I really want to find out because it's, it's um, like, why did someone want to kill the Haitian president? Why was somebody t- attempting to assassinate the prime minister of Haiti? Uh, and what's really going on in that country? Um, this is a story, this is a new story out of Miami, I believe. A prime suspect in the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise. You got that or is that me? Is it me? Okay, hold on, hold on. Assassination of Haitian President Jovenel. All right, let me try to start this from again. I'm sorry. A prime suspect in the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise appearing in federal court in Miami today. One of the main suspects in the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Moise is now in U.S. custody and appeared in federal court here in Miami for his first appearance and appointment of counsel. Mario Antonio Palacios Palacios was ordered to remain behind bars until his arraignment set for January 31st, which would make him the first person to be formally charged in the crime. He faces one count of providing material support resulting in death and conspiracy to kill or kidnap outside the U.S. Moise was killed July 7th during an armed ambush at his home. The shooting also injured his wife, Martine, who was brought to Miami for treatment. The complaint alleges Palacios was one of the men who stormed Moise's home as part of the plot to kill him. The U.S. Attorney's Office says Palacios fled to Jamaica and was supposed to be deported to Colombia, but agreed to be brought to the U.S. during a layover in Panama. Investigators have arrested dozens of people in connection with the assassination, some of whom have ties to South Florida. So Palacios's arraignment was scheduled for January 31st at 10 a.m. We will be covering that as well. Stay tuned. Yeah, so the no bond has been set for this guy who is a Colombian national. And I'm I, and I'm I just when I saw this, I'm like, why is the United States wasting its time prosecuting another country's criminal? Shouldn't Haiti prosecute this yeah i mean i know we have an interest but i think it's really interesting that we're we're i think the other guy that was a suspect was a haitian american citizen so that makes sense uh, yeah i get that if there's a you know if there's a american but this is a oh, colombian national but I, it, it's Rodolfe, right Rodolfe. Uh, it also says co-conspirator he, number one i don't get it also name. says that he was a former u.s government informant uh who was recently detained in the Dominican Republic, so I think that there's more to the story. He's yeah. got to have deeper ties with the U.S. The the mm-hmm. co-conspirator number one, or the guy that they have in custody. The guy in, that they have in, in custody, custody right now. It looked like he's a former U.S. government informant. Formant. Ah, oh, yeah. what is what's up Which, with that? Which I mean, they're yeah. only going to tell us so much, much about that, right? This is weird, right? This is extremely weird because I'm like, what's the interest in Haiti? What's the interest in killing and the Haitian president? Think, like, what if the U.S. was behind it? And now they're trying to act like they weren't and charge the guy, right? Because why wow. would you bring? Yeah, because why? Because the guy was in Jamaica. He was supposed to be deported to Colombia. Mm-hmm. Why would he, uh, through a layover in Panama, automatically decide? Like, why would you want to come to the United States? Yeah, I didn't even know that he was a former U.S. Well, we wouldn't have known that he was a former informant, so I'm sure that has something to do with it. Do you think he's going to talk? That's why he wants to come to the United States? You know, it's got to be he feels safer here than in Colombia under the protection of the, the, I mean, what's the safest place to put one of your assets in jail? It just sounds like, honestly, this sounds like something where the U.S. knows a lot more than they're leading on. Oh, definitely. Like, I don't even think we're going to get to the bottom of it. I think they'll just make very basic statements because this just sounds like there's a lot, a lot more under the surface. Yeah, like, why are Colombians in Haiti? 
who goes and recruits Colombians to assassinate the president of Haiti? I don't like it doesn't make any sense. If there's anybody that maybe want to kill Haiti, maybe France or well, maybe the Dominican Republic. It doesn't make any sense with the facts that we have, right. but it could also be some power play to take over Haiti. By who though? Like I mean, it's one thing to anybody kill anybody could be behind it. Well, it's one you thing know, you know you watch these shows. I know, but it's one thing to kill the government the government, the people in the government, but it's another thing to try to take over the country. I mean, you've got to deal with the Haitian population, which is a little bit upset at this point in time because of the lack of... I uh, mean, it could be somebody had information and they didn't want someone to talk. It could be drug trafficking. Mm-hmm. There are just so many undercover reasons for stuff like this that we're usually not privy to unless information gets leaked somehow. <sighs> yeah, this isn't. this doesn't feel like a, a clean situation. What is the possibility it has something to do with drugs? Is there a problem um, well, like drugs in Haiti? Well, it looks like the guy who was the former informant was a he's a former Haitian drug trafficker. Ah, nope. a Haitian drug trafficker. Mm-hmm. Oh, and maybe the president was trying to clamp down on drug trafficking in Haiti. Yeah, I don't think it's even that simple. I think it's deeper. Yeah. I think it has something. Well, we're talking about. I mean, you've seen all the shows mm-hmm. and Breaking Bad, and you, we're you, talking about drugs. And power and money. Okay, yeah. so what about oh, yeah. this? What do you think that the Colombians were pushing dope through Haiti and then from Haiti smuggling it into the United States? That, if that's the case. Possibly. I could see why the American government would get involved. I could possibly see that. And then the president, the, the Haitian president was trying to stop this and clamp down on this. Mm-hmm. And that's why he got killed. That makes sense. I mean, that's yeah. one of many, but I, I honestly feel like we could come up with a million different scenarios and any of them could be true or any of them could be not true. There could be so much more. Uh, you know, I mean, could it be that the Russians are trying to put military uh, bases in Haiti and the president was like, <laughs> okay, and the United States was like, no, I don't think it has to do. With, I don't think it has to do with the Russians, but I'm sure it has something to do with a power play. Sometimes it also just has to do with information and who has it, and who wants it. Yeah. Maybe the president just knew something that he shouldn't have known mm-hmm. or they were afraid he was going to leak something or. Well, you know, Colombia hasn't really gotten a hold on its rebel groups, although they have. You know, they they have been trying. This new president in Colombia has been trying to unite the country and get up, give the rebels an opportunity to give up their arms and join society. But there's a certain segment of the Colombian population that l- lives off of making cocaine, either the farmers that process the coca leaves and then the drug you know, suppliers that push it in. Mm-hmm. And maybe, you know, they're trying to find alternate routes to get cocaine into the United States or maybe even fentanyl into the United States because um, I, there's reports that the CDC said that fentanyl is the number one killer above COVID oh, yeah. of killing young people between the ages mm-hmm. of 18 and 45. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that was the situation, but I could see giving, given Haiti's close proximity to Florida and the United States how maybe you, and on top of that, the government may not be necessarily as strong in Haiti, and so it's easy to get into the country mm-hmm. and use the country as a launching point to move into Florida. The U.S. Yeah, yeah, yeah to move drugs into the floor, into U.S. That makes a lot of sense there, because I, I was just, I was trying to figure out, like, how does the U.S. even have jurisdiction over a Colombian national who did not kill 
the president or participate in the killing of the president in Haiti on American soil. They did it in Haiti, fled to Jamaica, which are neither have neither close ties because Jamaica is part of the Commonwealth. Haiti is, I guess, an independent nation on its mm-hmm. own. Didn't want to get deported back to Colombia because they probably thought the Colombians might hand him back over to the United well, States. Well, I think a key part of this is the fact that he's a former DEA informant. Yeah. We don't know what exactly he was doing for the DEA mm. and in what capacity. There's just, we're not privy to enough information, uh, in my opinion, to even do have a th- hypothesis that makes do sense. Do you think maybe this was, this guy was plugged in with, he was, the he was basically, what do they call those, um... Because they, they accused the FBI of being of infiltrating the January 6th riots. But do you think he infiltrated the assassination attempt and this is their way to get their asset out and protect him? Maybe. Possibly. Interesting. Yeah. In- I don't think we're ever going to find out. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't just, think at all. When it comes to certain levels of the government, I have just decided we're never going to know. We're never going to know. Right. We're never going to know. It's not for us to know. People are paid millions of dollars to hide this information and make sure we never yes. find out. Yep, exactly. Wow. Well, take your phone calls to 800. I would see you calling 800-920-1580. A lot of people are you know, interested in this. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel for the, I, you know what? I, at the end of the day, with all this going on, I, I feel for the people of Haiti. Like, at the end of the day, all this garbage going on, the people of Haiti are constantly suffering. And yeah, I don't, they I'm always sad. get the short of an end of the stick. And I personally believe because they were the first black free nation to rebel and earn their freedom that we've been trying to punish them ever since. Uh-huh. We, like yeah. America? Yeah, or 100%. Just... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, oh, because America did. America, we, France. I forgot. What did, what did America we do? We pressured them. And first of all, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have taken France's side. We shouldn't have. We should have taken a stand and been like, bro, you can't take all this money from Haiti. That's ridiculous. You enslaved them. They're free. They don't owe you a debt. And we you, didn't do that. You remember what year this was? No. I see. Because I, I wonder if America was paying a debt back to France. I think France was helping out during the Civil War, but I forgot what side they were on. I'm not really sure. Well, um, Or the maybe Revolutionary yeah, War. Yeah, France helped out with the Revolutionary War. America was helping Haiti pay back its debt to France. Hmm. Mm. <sighs> I, as I was, and as, why was Haiti in debt? Simply because they wanted to be free people. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it does. How is that? Ju- let, let me be free. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. We're free. That's a line from what movie? Amistad. That's what that yeah. was when they came here. They want to be free. Um, all right. So listen, we'll pay attention to that, but. This story got me also on when I was listening to the press conference uh, uh, with the White House press secretary, t- secretary today, and we'll get into the Ukraine situation. I've got a theory on the Ukraine situation. I don't think it is as simple as we know. It's never and as simple as we know. I think this goes back into the Obama administration and that we are just seeing the end game. But Russia has been seeing what America has been doing for a number of years. So we're going to get to that when we come forward. We're going to take your phone calls to 800-920-1580. We're going to talk about the Ukraine situation because it seems to be we're moving and inching closer and closer to intervening if Russia crosses that border. Uh, More of this conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people. For the people. For the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Stay tuned.
Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. We have uh, certainly a lot to talk about. All right. Um... Ukraine situation seems to be uh, maybe spiraling out of control. As I was listening to this press conference coming out of the White House today, I was like, I got a little bit more introspective on it because I cannot figure out why the American government is care cares about Ukraine. I don't know. I'm I'm so confused. I so let me play this press conference and I'll give you my analysis on why I think the American government is so cares about Ukraine and why Ukraine over the last election has been was a topic of conversation okay. because Ukraine when when has Ukraine been a topic of conversation no just recently though right yeah right and I think there's a bigger play at at hand and I think it goes back into the Obama administration back well, Michael Nance, is that what is his name? Oh, Malcolm Nance. Malcolm Nance. Yes, Malcolm he Nance. He speaks about this, mm-hmm. saying the Russians have been playing around in the United States for a number of years. We just haven't been paying attention. And I think a lot of people woke up to it in the 2016 election when Hillary Clinton ran to the massive amount of disinformation that was on Twitter, Facebook, and all that. And Obama recognized that also. He came out and made a big speech about it. And I really believe that he put together a plan, but that plan that he put in place is a slow plan over a number of years oh. that maybe Donald Trump may have carried into. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like little by little, you start positioning and start moving. Like I, I wonder how many troops the United States has in Ukraine. How many, how many, how many troops have we snuck into that country? Mm-hmm. Why Russia is all of a sudden at the border of Ukraine to its north, east, and south border? Right. So you know, it's deeper. I think it's deeper than what we may know. Um, and I think you know because the 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 the, the public narrative is that. Russia wants assurances that Ukraine doesn't join NATO, which I don't even know why if NATO is even looking for Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukraine to join or whatever the situation is. But here's the White House pressure on Russia today. The U.S. presents its written response to Russia next week. Is it willing to offer Russia something that goes beyond uh, the re- repeatedly stated positions, particularly when it comes to Russia's demands on guarantees regarding NATO's future expansion? We will put in writing, as you referenced, the serious concerns that we and other allies and partners have about Russia's actions, as well as ideas for how we might actually strengthen each other's sense of security going forward. There are several steps we can take that are being discussed, all of us, Russia included, to increase transparency, to reduce risk, to advance arms control, to build trust. We're coordinating uh, with our allies and partners, and we anticipate uh, that Secretary Blinken and Foreign Minister Lavrov will meet again to continue discussions. And the president obviously is regularly briefed every day by his team, but I'll also be engaging with them tomorrow uh, over the course of the weekend as well. Uh, But as Secretary Blinken um, said today, he made clear to Foreign Minister Lavrov that there are certain issues and fundamental 
fundamental principles that the United States and our partners and allies are committed to defend. And that includes those that would impede the sovereign right of the Ukrainian people to write their own future. There is no trade space for there, none. And we've said from the beginning that there are certain proposals that will not be viable. But we will, uh, of course, be uh, responding, uh, as you noted. Uh, and I expect the president will continue to discuss that over the next couple of days with his team. Secretary Blinken is leading, leaving Geneva and so far does not appear that he has a firm commitment from Russia not to invade Ukraine. So is another summit necessary at the leader level? Do you anticipate that President Biden will be having a summit with President Putin and the President of Ukraine? Well, let me first say that um, you know Secretary Blinken, as you as you mentioned, met in Geneva today with the with Foreign Minister Lavrov to share our serious concerns with the situation. He warned Russia that we are prepared to respond to any Russian invasion of Ukraine with swift and severe consequences, along with our allies and partners. We're also ready to continue dialogue and diplomacy. Ultimately, this has always been putting the choices up in in front of President Putin and the Russians. Right? It is up to them to decide which path they are going to choose. Uh, Secretary Blinken also conveyed we don't expect, we didn't expect any breakthroughs to happen today, uh, but we are on a clearer path in terms of understanding each other's concerns. Uh, the President uh, will meet this weekend at Camp David with his national security team to discuss the, the situation. Some will be uh, virtual, some will be uh, there in person. We'll also continue uh, to consult with our allies and partners, and we will respond next week in writing, as I conveyed. In terms of the President uh, and his role, um, you know, I think part of that will be discussed with Secretary Blinken and his national security team what the appropriate next steps are. Of course, the president always values leader-to-leader -leader engagement, but we'll determine if that's the appropriate next so step. He's open to that. He's always been open. Next step and that's on the table. It may or may not be the next step. It, and I can't give you a prediction of if and when it will happen, but uh, if, if that is a step that is recommended and that we think would be effective at this point in the discussion, of course, the president's always open to leader-to-leader -to -leader engagement. Let me ask you about something that Secretary Blinken said. He told Ukrainian TV that whether it's one Russian soldier or a thousand crossing the border. It's an attack in Ukraine. Does the president agree with that statement? Is that how he says That's the president policy, president's policy that he has directed as secretary of state to continue to convey and what the president conveyed to President Putin. You know, I would be her stay-at-home husband. You would. I would yeah, take care. I, yeah, I would. I would sure take care of the kids. Baby, go ahead and do your thing. She's the boss. I know. Biden's just laying back, and she's like, "The president said." Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, "Hey, kids, look, mom's on TV." All right. Um, so the 2016 election, there was a massive amount of misinformation. The the arrows pointed back into Russia. China may be playing this thing also. But this is a, a Russian tactic of confuse, confusion. That's what they do going back into the Soviet era uh, when the Soviet Union, before the Soviet Union collapsed. Part of the thing is disinformation, confusion, um, and get the electorate, get get the people fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And when I say the you know Russians, are, it, all this, it, that's what I see when I look at people. We're at each other's throats more so than any other time. But do you in think America. that's the Russians' fault? Well, I think what they're doing is they're gaslighting. They're gaslighting people, and I think it's very easy to gaslight people through social media. And I think the Obama administration recognizes just a little bit too late. Um, and may have put a plan in place to combat this. And I wonder if we have been sneaking into Ukraine to sneak into Russia mm. to complete operations in there, and they know that we're doing it. That's why they're on the border of Ukraine. And they feel that you know we may sit there and invite Ukraine into NATO because... Um, as, as a level of protection, it's a, it's a chess game as a level of protection. 
to stop Russia from invading Ukraine. So before they do that, let's invade Ukraine. So what's what is America's response to Ukraine? I think it's deeper than that. I think it digs deep into Russia's disinformation campaign in this country, which has been going on for over a decade. So now. you're saying you don't think we're pro-Ukraine? You just think we're anti-Russia? Russia. You're anti-Russia. I mean, how do you oh. get into Russia as an as as an American as American operatives? How do you get into Russia? You fly in? Well, you just walk across the border. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's no record if you walk across the border. Why why yeah. why all of a sudden would Russia put start arming rebels against their border? Why would they start doing that all of a sudden? Like what's the deal? And I think you it, there are layers to this onion that you have to kind of on peel and I think there is a cyber I think this is I think what we are witnessing are the beginning stages of a new world war that is not necessarily fought on a battlefield but that is fought through guerrilla warfare and also cyber uh, attacks well uh, the one thing that all of these conflicts have in common Haiti and Russia is the US right yeah very true Right. We seem to somehow find our way into the midst of it all, or maybe we've always been at the center, sometimes maybe even the cause. Maybe they're all connected. I mean, you got to understand, Cuba Cuba allowed Russia to put missiles aimed at the United States on their land. That's that's the whole thing why we had an embargo going on. You know, is Russia trying to do that again? I mean, who knows what's really going on? All we see are the press releases and what the government tells you they want you to know. But we're not digging deep into it. And it just kind of hit me. I'm like, why? Because for, for the love of me, I'm like, why is Russia messing with Ukraine? What, what's up with Crimea? And I guarantee you it's it's it may be U.S. intervention in that region. And uh, they're starting to feel a little um, worried. But at the same time, they're messing with us through the Internet and trying to confuse everybody in this country and get everybody to start fighting. And and I mean, I mean, it just like who would put out. I remember watching on Facebook when the 2016 election happened. It said text to vote if you want to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. you, you, you don't have to go to the poll. You can send your vote in through a text. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah, I know. There was it's so weird. many ads that were running. So I, it's weird. But I mean, I, if I were trying to tear down an enemy or a big country, I definitely would use a tactic of get the people to fight one another. Because if they you, destroy each other, it's less for me to do. Right. You can't militarily destroy the United States. So how do you get the United States to destroy itself? And this is psychological warfare. You get everybody to start fighting and create a civil war on the inside mm -hmm. and get the people to tear the country down. Which, listen, hey, you know, some of me, some, some people out here are like, hey, let's bring it down and start new. And Germany's getting involved. It started at 52 minutes ago. There's a story out that it says Ukraine crisis highlights German dependence on Russian oil. So now Germany's getting involved in the whole situation. I don't understand any of it, but all these countries are getting involved. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, the, there are natural resources up there. I think that Ukraine has a lot of natural gas. Russia has a lot of oil that they that they pump into Europe. Uh, you know, it's 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 money. It's it's mm -hmm. it's um, gas. It's 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 a lot of stuff that's going on, and I think it's just deeper than what we know. Um, but I don't. I you know, I was watching Tucker Carlson last night, and and um, he said something that is true. The American people are tired. Oh, yeah. We're tired. We don't want any more war. Yeah. No, we don't. You know, but, you know, we, we've been 20-something years in war. We, you know, we, how much treasure we spent, you know. But at the same time, if it is to stop the disinformation campaign and uh, Russia messing with uh, the United States through the Internet, 
then okay. Yeah, but half the time they're not going to tell us the truth why we are really going no, to war. That's exactly. how I feel. Yeah. I 100%. They'll, they'll tell us one story and then later on we find out the true mm-hmm. story, but it's normally half truth. Yeah, anyway. it's like just imagine a little plant when there are a lot of roots underneath the ground. They sh- we know the little yeah. plant at the top. We're not seeing any Anything. of the roots below. No. Well, just look, listen, I'm still looking from the weapons of mass destruction. That's I know. The whole, that, reason, exactly. the whole reason we went into exactly. Iraq. Nobody talks about that anymore. And no. it's like, okay, all right. You know, it's like, what happens to what? All right. Um, all right. More of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Build Black Better. Better. Tweet it. Tell it. LA finally has a black-owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. Talk about. Talk about. All right, let's go to Fahima. Fahima, DC, what's going on, Fahima? Happy Friday, sweetheart. Greetings, guys. Um, Three things I want to make. And first of all, I want to say the cure is absolutely correct. Um, In uh, 1781, when um, Haiti... Uh, successfully fought, had the revolution and kicked um, Napoleon's you-know-what and became the first free republic. They were banned. um, Haitians were banned from coming to this country because the fear was that they would inspire other resurrections. In fact, Nat Turner, when they hung him, they found documents um, with respect to Dessalines. Um, and so you, you're absolutely correct, and that's been the vendetta against Haiti. Also, I just tweeted you guys earlier an article. Most of the assassins from Colombia were trained by the U.S. military, so there is more to this than meets the eye, and I probably have now caused a red flag and brought attention to myself by um, tweeting that to you. Uh-oh. Um, and, but, and then also, Moise, you know, I don't mean to speak ill of the dead, but he was a tool of the United States. He was installed and put in by the U.S. He was he was there the president, the, the US president, city. the president absolutely, of Haiti. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing is, is that the embargo on Cuba had nothing to do with the um, Cuban Missile Crisis, which is in 1962. The reason for the embargo is because Cuba was America's brothel. There was uh, the mafia and all sorts of things were going on. And when Fidel Castro came to power, you know, there was a lot, and I don't want to belabor the point, but there was a lot that took place prior to the Cuban Revolution. Black Cubans, and I know they don't look at themselves as as Afro-Cubans. They see themselves as all Cubans. They could not look forward to being anything more but the hewers of wood and the drawers of water. And we have to also acknowledge Cuba's impact in the on the continent of Africa, fighting in liberation struggles, helping to dismantle apartheid. They don't have much to give, but they gave resources. And they also provide barefoot doctors um, in the Caribbean and Africa. And lastly, I wanted to say they have a, pro, a scholarship program where anyone, yes, from the U- U.S. can go to Cuba and study uh, medicine. It's it's, uh, it's done by the by Pastor yeah. Peace, and they tried to stop it. But even when Colin I think Powell Farrakhan's state, daughter so went over there to train, didn't no. she? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. One of his daughters is a medical doctor, and all you're required to do 
is to come back and do public health in your community. And, and you're right. Uh, the embargo was not at the blockade is what I meant to say, that there was a blockade against Cuba due, because of the Russian missile crisis. You're, you're right on that. All right. Thank you, Fahima. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate it. As always, adding to the conversation. Okay. We're going to get to more of your uh, conversation, 809 is KBLA Talk 1580. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Your smartphone. Carry the convo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Everybody oh, is this something. new Kendrick Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not who Kendrick Lamar. Some, somewhat of a similar flow, but not. Who is this? Oh, White Boy. I haven't heard from him in a while. White Boy's kind of cold. Oh, oh, no, not. No, there's a rapper named White Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay, Logic. Oh. Didn't he retire? Yeah, I think Logic retired. Logic was interesting. He's like, I came in, I saw, and I left. Well, he wanted to be black or what? Logic wanted to be black? <laughs> Logic with what? With what? <laughs> with, with what? Logic is whiter than, I don't know, chalk. Mixed with what? I'm mixed. That's just like Sean. What's his name? Sean King? Oh, yeah. Fake fake black. Fake black. Is that what we're doing? Rachel Dolezal black. Is that what we're doing? Okay. You know, I mean, black is a culture, I guess. Black. Oh, yeah. Danny just did a show about that. Is black a culture or, a or is it a race, a color? I think it's culture. I think it's both. I think there's black culture and then there's a black race. But mm-hmm. the black race is not connected, but black culture is. Yeah, it's kind of like Jewish. You can be Jewish, Jewish by blood uh, or yeah. you can be Jewish by religion, religion yeah. choice. Mm-hmm. I think black culture is things that I are rooted in... Um, Rooted with Africa, with an African base, the anything organic, anything like natural, anything that is rooted in rhythm, um, um, and then also there are the there's the American aspect of the culture of watching Soul Train while your mother cleaned the house on the weekends. Um, you know, uh, big Big Daddy gets the big piece of chicken. I would call it the culmination of the common African-American experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I think we are united. In my black America, we're united by that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. This, you always go back to this this black America. Yeah, you're a black America. I'm, listen, I'm telling you, mm-hmm. we need to unite. Uh, we need to unite. So this is a trans person trying to get into. And we were. No, that's not it. I was at the gym. I was discriminated. Here we go. This is a. This is a. Is this it? Here we go. A trans person who is wearing a somewhat, I don't, only thing I can describe it as is a cheerleading outfit, but it was branded Stranger Things. Okay. Looked like a female. And they were denied access into a restaurant in um, Atlanta. Let me see here. I was discriminated against for being androgynous. And this person wasn't androgynous. Can I, do you have a picture? Yeah, we like, we need visuals. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. Hold on. Um, yeah, this person was straight up trans. I mean, and androgynous is like you don't know whether they're man or woman, right? Is that androgynous? Yeah. So that's the person right there. Can you see it? Oh, I see. Okay. Let me see. Do you see? 
I was discriminated against for being androgynous. His business. That's fine. But right. we and that's just, the let me explain this. That's just like when you go to some places, they say we can deny service to anyone. We are not denying him service. What we're saying is he must dress his gender. If he dresses his gender, he is more than like what? So there's the picture of them. This this is a obviously a man who is trans. So a trans woman? Trans woman. Wow. Who is trans in a it's skirt? Yeah, it's, yeah a skirt. it's a skirt. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a whole outfit. Yeah, right? it's just Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, there's a, it's a, I don't know, it looks like a cheerleading outfit to me. That's the best way I can describe it. You know, with a, with a, with a jacket over it. And I don't have a problem with the business discriminating. Why? Because they're not, they're not telling you you can't come in. What they're telling you is to come in dressed like how you were born. You were born a male, so dressed in society norms as a male. I believe businesses have the right to dictate the patronage that they want inside of the restaurant, and you also have the right to not go to them if they not if they don't facilitate your needs. And and then this, this thing goes on to say, but there was no sign. I don't know why people want to. They always want a sign somewhere. If someone from the business is telling you, hey, you can't get in, accept that. You know, you don't need. I don't need to post a sign. I'm just, I'm letting. I'm informing you. I'm the sign. It's a little bit tricky, right? The first question is, with the Civil Rights Act of 1964, like Title II, that made discrimination illegal. It was really applied to public accommodations, so the rules for private places are a little bit murky. Now we've decided that private places can discriminate on things like race. Uh, but most private places can discriminate on things like dress code, which is why you can go to a nightclub and they can say, we don't like the way you're dressed, stay in line. Yeah. Or well, you have to have dress shoes to come in here or no jeans allowed. There are lots and lots of private places you can think of that have private dress code. Have you been to the Magic Castle? Yes, I have. They've got a dress code there. you got to wear yeah. a sports now, jacket and all yeah. that. This is tricky because it looks like they're using dress as a reasoning but it looks like the real reason or the underlying reason has to do with the gender identity of course and gender identity you technically can't discriminate against people for so you can't? Uh, on its face you can it, or can't no you can't on its face it looks like oh it's just a clothing issue but i don't think it's really a clothing issue i think it's actually a gender it is because the, the person said that that she has to come back Dressed basically like a man. That's yeah. basically what he said. That's illegal. What's legal? Like, is this illegal? Well, it's a gray line. You can discriminate for clothing. You can't discriminate for gender identity. But, They're saying oh, it's you can't clothing. Dis- you can't discriminate gender identity, which is something new, not your gender. Yeah, gender identity, See, sexual I, orientation. I, like, I wonder if, the, if, if is that a law in Georgia or is that here? No, that's that's federal, that law. federal? Yeah, that's well, a civil rights act. Gender identity? Title II. Yeah. Which, it wasn't originally read into the Civil Rights Act. Before, it was just like religion and race. No, like no, no. The gender or identity sex, right? yeah, addition was new. So this person can sue? Possibly. Yeah. They might have a case. It just but, depends well, but on they're how not somebody de- would. But they're not denying them. They're just saying. I mean, but they are technically denying if you say you can't come in. That's why it's all how you frame it. Like, you are denying me service. To say that I have to leave and come back. If you go out to eat and you're wearing blue jeans, of course they'll let you in if you go change. But at that moment, they're denying you entry. Well, of course, because they're basically saying 
put on an outfit that she doesn't feel comfortable wearing. She doesn't identify as a male. She clearly is a female. So basically he's saying you've got to be someone else, you know, in order to come in. And that's, that's not right. If she identifies as a woman. Well, it's getting weird. Getting yeah, weird. It's complex. Because I'm like, this is strictly a dude, but okay. we're. Trans. But like, why is it your business? Yeah, originally, it's not none of my for the Civil Rights Act, it was discrimination based on race, color, religion, sex, or national origin in places of public accommodation. So if you can argue that it's a private establishment, like a private golf club where people from the public just can't walk in, you get a little bit more uh, coverage. But also, if you can argue like with, with this, and it's been amended since, and that's why we uh. include gender identity, but... If you can argue it's about clothing, which isn't included in this list, then right, maybe we don't, you get a we pass. Don't, we don't care if you're trans. We just want you to wear pants and a shirt. Yeah, exactly. But that seems like a roundabout way to get at gender identity. Yeah. But is it illegal is the question. Exactly. So it's a little bit of a gray area. What's weird, I hear there's a lot of gay men and trans people in Atlanta. Like I've really? seen, I've seen a lot of them on, on TV. It's weird watching these guys walk around in heels. Oh, so you can watch that, but when I send you a video just to kind of, you know, highlight it for the show, you're like, why are you sending? I'm going to block you. But then you just admitted that you've been watching it on your own time. I'm not watching that on my own time. I may be at someone's house and they may have that on. And who am I to tell them what to watch on their TV? Are you blocking them from going to their, I mean, from hanging out because you don't want to see that? I don't. I don't want to see men walking around with blouses and walking around in heels. It, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect you. And this is why... It does. But look, it, people, it affects me. People <laughs> use the same types of reasonings. For example, if you're a black person and you have an afro or dreads, they might be like, oh, but that goes more to dress. You could just straighten it and come back in. It's very easy for people to say things that are, are purely aesthetic or dress or for look and feel when actually it's undercover racism or mm-hmm. homophobia or insert whatever else your feel is, xenophobia. Huh. All right. All right, yeah, I'm not out here looking well, I'm at. I'm glad that I can send you some more videos. No, I'm you cannot. Send. No, a no, bunch. this this was like the Real Housewives would, of Atlanta. If I or was him, I would or her. If I was her, I would probably argue sure. if there are other women because right. I identify as women. If there are other women here who you've allowed to wear skirts and t-shirts, then I should be allowed to wear a skirt and t-shirt because mm-hmm. then it's a discriminatory application. What about I'm the a woman? They're a woman. What yeah. about the business's ability to? curate an audience or a patronage in its own establishment yeah but that that line that's literally the reason that's what people used to use when they wanted black people to come through the back doors sit at certain lunch tables in the back or not be allowed to be served at all because they wanted to cure no it's it's not different than that it's the same argument we want it we want a certain look and feel to our restaurant so we don't want black people in here we want it to look a certain way it's that that line is very very thin. You're right, you're right, but there's no denial of service here. It's just more so go home and change. Yeah, but that is based upon the fact that she's transgender, and you and that's getting into gender identity, not dress. It's a um, very roundabout way. Oh wow! Let's see here, Brian Babylon on the phone. What's going on, Brian Babylon, a host of the Babylon Beat, coming on at nine o'clock tonight. What's going on, Brian? Hey man, just love y'all's show. It's very therapeutic to hear this robust conversation. Appreciate that. I just want to chime in. I just want to chime in and ask, ask and say one thing. Yeah. 
and I'm hearing the dynamic between Don Amici versus the world versus everybody. <laughs> uh, and it's it's sort of like whatever happened. I remember in my day growing up, when people would talk about gay people or trans people, it was like people were like, why don't you care? I mean, why do you care? Why can't people whatever they do in the privacy or they own home, let them do that, right? Right. I feel now you can't even have that energy. Like for me, I don't really care nothing about no trans people. Like someone tried to say I was transphobic because I didn't care about the trans individual who's on Jeopardy. I was like, I don't care about Jeopardy or the trans, trans individual. Person. Like it's not, doesn't doesn't yeah, involve it's my like, life. It's like, it's like good, yeah, good for her. I'll give him the pronoun respect, but I'm not going to spend energy on that. And then I was called transphobic, and I think. If we just have the respect of, hey, do what you do, but I'm not going to sit up here and celebrate it or put it in my face. I don't go around just getting happy for Eskimos. Well, this is the, or, and this is where I was coming at from this business's standpoint of they don't want individuals who are dressing opposite of their gender and shouldn't they have that right as a business owner to allow that and not that they're discriminating against you because they, they're not telling you you can't come in but if they're part, just saying go home and change part of gender freedom is to be able to express yourself in whatever as either male or female presenting if that's what what it means as a part of what it means to be trans you can't then put up a rule and say well, you can't do that here because what you're effectively saying is you can't express yourself as a trans person but why, here. But why does your expression have to mean my acceptance? I mean, that's, that's, valid that, that's the reason that's, we... Ha- but listen, this is the reason yeah. we have the Civil Rights Act in the first place. Because whenever, historically, when you give private businesses the right to exclude it's generally people who are black who are a sex a different type of sexual orientation or women who are excluded so the idea was to put a law in place and say hey you can maintain the look and feel of your restaurant but we're going to give you a few rules where you can't exclude people yeah what are you gonna say brian can i can i ask a question and this is for uh the verse everybody side of situation um it I could see if it was a business that had the only food in town or this was some type of government facility that provided nourishment for individuals. There's no reason for this. There's so many other restaurants. Are you trying to just do this to prove a point? Where does my, you know, business sense or how I feel as a personal individual, uh, interfere with somebody eating when they can eat anywhere else. Well, I would say if you, I guess if you go back and you read the people who were strongly opposed to the civil rights act, that's the argument that they made as to why they should not allow black people in the restaurants. They said black people can go to the black part of town. Mm -hmm. Why do they have to come here? Why do they have to sit at my lunch table? But uh, but yeah, but so there's a difference in that because this, this place is not denying you service they're just asking you to change yeah but how, how do you the, know that because the well, person no, never but the person never went back as a man if the person went back as a man then i think you can say that nobody knows because they yeah. didn't go back just as a man but we're also what we're also not recognizing is that the law actually gives you the right to change your gender so you can't say the law says you can be a woman but in this restaurant you have to be a man it doesn't work that way oh you're gonna say uh, brian before we move on I, I just want to say two points, and I'll, I'll hang up and let y'all uh, maybe expound on what I'm saying. Okay. Um, first, first thing I think is super dangerous 
to compare the civil rights movement where black people couldn't do things. I do. Feel oh, well, I, I'm, not, I'm not comparing. Wait, I, I stop, stop. I'm not comparing the civil rights movement. I'm talking about the. No, I'm the talking movement. about the legislation which governs this, which is the Civil Rights Act of 1964, Title II. Go read it. That's not about the movement that governs sex, that no, governs no, no, sexuality, I'm, I'm about, that that governs more than race. So uh, it's not I, a comparison. I'm it's getting a inclusion. note. The law doesn't allow me to change my race. Ooh. I mean, I want to change my race. Michael I want, Jackson I want to be did white. It. Michael Jackson figured it out. Did he? <laughs> what was your other point, Brian? <laughs> and, 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 and the last, the last point is this, and this is the point that we brought up uh, on Feminist Wednesday. A lot of times with this, with, with trans things, uh, cross dressing, whatever. A, a lot of society and the media always puts forth the people who transition who look amazing, right. but they don't talk about the people who don't. Let's be real. Hey man, I can tell that you're not you're not RuPaul. I can tell that you <laughs> aren't going as hard or in the paint. And honestly, we're not conditioned to accept. We can accept a beautiful trans person, but we can't accept a person who's like Ugh, maybe one that I we don't do know is a trans shirt. person. Maybe is that is that what you mean? Like like exactly. some, yeah, someone people who would, like people to would accept that. Yeah, yeah. All right, hey Brian, yeah, but th- they they won't accept. Uh, but no, 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 so go much, no. Y'all. I appreciate, I appreciate. It. We got, we got a record. We're getting close to a break. Thank you, Brian Babylon. Uh, check out the the Babylon beat tonight at nine p.m. Uh, an amazing show. They were talking about movies last night when I tuned in. Um, he covers a bunch of uh, different things. And I want to encourage everyone to educate themselves and go read Title Two of the nineteen sixty four Civil Rights Act, which covers a lot more than race. All right, Yvette Thank you, and King. I see your phone calls. Uh, we're getting pushed up on time. We'll get to you when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Welcome back. We are rooting for everybody black. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome back. Don Amici versus everybody with Christian Chiara. Shouts out to Brian Babylon who just called in. Uh, and make sure you check him out tonight uh, on the Babylon Beats at 9 o'clock. An amazing show. Uh, follow, uh, proceed right before uh, with Dr. Jashana Johnson who's coming up at 7. Uh, let's go to Yvette and the CPT. Hi, Yvette. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. I didn't hear the beginning of the conversation. Yeah, we were talking about should a business be allowed to deny service to a trans person who's not dressed their birth gender. There's a restaurant in Atlanta that was telling a trans woman that they can't come in unless they go home and change into male clothes, and then they can come back. And should a business be allowed to do that? And I think so. Well, I mean, now it's so easy to sue over whatever. Correct. You know, but I mean, I don't think, I don't think it's right personally. But the thing about these transgender people and a lot of other, they want everybody to accept it. That's right. your choice. Everybody don't have to accept it. But please do not compare civil rights <laughs> to something like that. And I hear, I hear people do it all the time. But it's always somebody that don't understand our struggle. Well, but I think I think there are two different things, as Kiara was pointing out, that there was a civil rights movement where we did struggle, and then there's the legislation issue, which is there. Nineteen sixty four Civil Rights Act, which is not covered just race. Lady, it also covers sex. You, it I'm also sure covers, I know that. Okay, so when so, so so can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Because no, I feel said, like you're, she's getting on. a little rude. Hold let on, me, hold let on. me ask your question. Hold she's getting a little rude. I just want to say that. No, I want to ask your question. When I talk about the Civil Rights Act. Is it wrong to talk about more than just race? 
No, but you cannot there we compare. Go. It wasn't a comparison. It wasn't a, it no, wasn't a comparison. It, a comparison it was a legal analysis. Not, right. No, no, no. But it was a legal analysis. Hold on, hold on. I think yes. I think there's a piece that you're missing that she says that the Civil Rights Act of 1964 has been amended. A lot of states have added on to the Civil Rights Act to include gender discrimination and sexual orientation discrimination. That's now, whether or not you believe that is right or wrong is for you to decide. But as a lawyer, when I analyze the law, I have to look at what the law encompasses. And because of lots of states have expanded the Civil Rights Act to include these things, this is why we talk about it together. It's not a matter of whether we should or we shouldn't. I'm talking about what is. Yeah, and, and I just I want to point out, I think the movement and the law are two totally different things. And I think they're, you know, and I, and I understand why a lot of black people get upset when the the trans community starts comparing the two, because it's like, yo, you know, you weren't getting, I don't know, uh, attacked by dogs and water hose and and all the a, a lot of the struggles that a lot of people who march went through, and it feels yeah. it feels like they to, to to a lot of black people that they're hijacking the movement, using it for their own personal yeah. thing, which negates yeah. us who we uh, as African Americans who are still trying to get equality in this country so i understand that but but i just want you to understand that the law has been amended uh and that's what kiara is saying and that's how she's looking at it right i think we have to take the emotion out of it because we can't have a legal analysis conversation talking about what states have done and yeah. how it applies to each state under the law and applying the civil rights act which encompasses more than race which is a completely different conversation yeah, yeah, yeah. as to what is being gay like being black never did i say being like gay is just like being black i'm talking about the, the application the of law. the law oh, yeah yeah I, and that's I, and well, it's, well, it, if we take if we take if we take emotions if we take emotions and we start taking things from this topic yeah. there's nothing left there will be absolutely nothing left for once we took the church out of it yeah and if you believe, if you believe in scripture, and you and her, if you if you believe in scripture, and, and and what the book says, then it's wrong on that topic. And then we start taking other things from it. Then there's nothing to fight against wrong. I I, I can I can uh, attest to um, someone's uh, uh, preference. I can attest to someone's decision making. You have the freedom of choice. True enough. But what does what does what does the, the, the scripture say before law? And so I guess what, what I'm saying is that there is a space for that conversation. But if you go into a courtroom to defend or this woman who we were yeah. talking about, well, this the particular court, the woman, court, the court has in, he, the court has in God we trust all. So over if it. you go into the courtroom to defend this woman, what they're going to ask you to do is to apply the law. That doesn't mean you can't have your feelings. That doesn't mean you can't have your moral beliefs. But what it does mean is that we need to educate ourselves as to how a, the law applies to these particular situations. That's what you do in court. Yvette, I, I want to say this is a trans call because you sounded like a woman when you first got on and you, you morphed into a man. No, 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 no. I'm her brother. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Yeah, I heard the, I heard the topic. I heard it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in, in, in my, my own personal uh uh, experience is I, I have grandchildren yeah. that that that's you know in, in that sector, so I I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of uh, tilted here, yeah. but I'm I'm forced to do something outside of what what I've been brought up as and my spirit in it. 
Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm forced to accept something that, that in God's eye, what? and he trumps the law, uh-huh. is wrong. That's absolutely wrong. Well, now we're talking about a third thing here also. We're we're, we're, we're moving off into biblical. Hey, we, we got to run because I'm getting close to the bottom of the hour. Thank you so much for the call. Tell Yvette, thank you so much for, for hanging in there. Um, when you start talking about biblical things, that's another thing. It's a that's, separate conversation. It's a, it's a separate conversation. It's a completely different but conversation. But listen, I just want to say I understand the emotion that gets evoked when people start com- comparing the trans movement to the civil rights movement. It's, it feels a little insulting to a certain, to a thing because it's like, wait, wait a minute. You know, you don't know what we went through. And we, not, not to denigrate what you're going through, but, we, we, you know, come on now. All right, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. Nobody's perfect, but everybody's important. Don't change the dial. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. I'm Nicole Deal, and here's the latest from the Black Information Network. One of the nation's lead health experts is reporting. All right, uh, we're talking about uh, this topic that seems to be um, on fire with everybody. Should a person, should a business be allowed to discriminate against a trans person? Not discriminate as far as you can't come in here, but uh, listen, you have to dress your birth gender. You got to go, if you're a man at birth and, and you want to be a trans woman, you've got to dress like a man to come in our establishment. Not that we want to deny you food, but there's a dress code and we want you to dress your gender. You know- I don't see anything wrong with it well see i i felt for yvette and her brother because um i understand where they're coming from in terms of you know having to especially if if you're looking at it from a christian perspective i struggle with it too and i have friends that are trans i've had friends that were trans since the the 80s and 90s and it's been hard but they've never shoved and tried to force me to accept i chose to accept them to love them and to pray for them the only thing that I have an issue with when, when I agree with them is that the callers is when it's kind of like forced on you and not allow people to have an, enough time to just take their own time to accept yeah. it. That's the problem. I understand that because there's certain things that I feel the trans movement, they want to attack you if you don't agree with them off the bat. Well, there's some of us that it's going to take a little while to accept it. So, you know, kind of help us a little bit. Don't shove it down our throat. But when he was talking about the Bible, I feel like Yvette's brother should understand that things are definitely changing and the government, they, they're pretty much, as you know, this, there's no more Bible in school. You might as well just, that philosophy is just an old school philosophy. Yeah. It's not coming well, back. I think that the other question is if have giving somebody the right to do something like have a meal does that mean you're being asked to personally accept it? It's the same conversation right. we have with abortion. Right. You know, like if you're anti-abortion, does it mean you have to stop everyone from getting an abortion? Or should it just mean you're anti-abortion and that means you would never get an abortion? And I think we keep bumping up against each other when it comes to, okay, does what I believe mean that I now have to ask you to to go about the world based upon the rules that I've given myself or does it mean for me if I don't like it then I won't be trans but I will allow you that freedom and I think that's a different conversation I don't think it and again I I know that the with the trans community there have there are people who feel like no you need to say that you're okay with Mm -hmm. the way that I live my life Mm -hmm. and I can understand how frustrating that is because I don't like when people tell me what I have to accept or not to accept I don't like that I want to decide for myself 
But what that doesn't mean is that I now have the right to tell you how to dress. Like, why can't we give each other that space? If somebody doesn't feel like they're ready to accept the trans movement, fine. Mm -hmm. But why does that then mean that you have to tell someone how they have to dress? You have to go dress like a man. Why don't, if you're a biological man, why don't you dress like a biological man? And then you're living within the context of your beliefs. Yeah, but then why do I got to accept the way you dress? But what does accept mean? Because if accept just means let somebody live their life, it'd be different if it was like, I'm coming to your house. But if it's just, I want to go about the mm-hmm. world living how I want to live, that, that people do that all day. People drive around listening to music that I don't like. Yeah. It doesn't mean I have to accept their music. They're making a choice for them. When I'm in my car, I'll listen to the type of music I like. I'm not going to tro- control the music in someone else's car. It's their car. It's their body. So why can't we get to a space where it's like, okay, I personally might not be ready to accept homosexuality. I might not be ready to accept the trans movement. But what I'm not going to do is then tell you how you have to live your life. Let's go to uh, King in Los Angeles. What's going on, King? Uh, Not very much, but I've been interested in hearing uh, 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 opinions from the the various participants. Yes. and I think some of, some of the conversation uh, belongs to another symposium. But uh, to uh, make it briefly, the gay movement, from many perspectives, is a, uh, a movement. It's a movement that has been um, supported by heavy money. Okay. I'm with you on that. Heavy money from the media. No one is richer than the media. Televisions and all these cinemas and all. And it's a, they're being supported by that. And that behavior came from ancient Rome. They came that from where? came from ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Okay. Rome. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much, if you look at it, the structure of this country, is very much in accordance of how the Romans are, Romans were. Now, this thing has been, has been being pushed. Two over, and let me say about a couple of years ago, there were judges, uh, about 200 judges, that met in Europe, I believe in France. And this movement, the subject was discussed. All the 200 judges that participated, including the United States, there was a none that categorized that as a civil rights movement. They looked, all of them said, this is not a civil rights movement. This is more of a... To a choice behavior. Is it a human movement. rights movement, maybe? You know, it's a, it's a, the word is it's a choice. Because if you, if you uh, we categorize it as a human right, you were born a human as a woman. So you have to uh, pursue that right of what the, uh, the sex yeah. you know, or the gender that you were born. So it has nothing to do with the human right because you are not recognizing the natural uh, heritage of you. So it has nothing to do with human, uh, human rights. He has more, uh, I believe what those judges said, he has more to do with a choice and behavior movement. Uh, King, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Africa. Africa. All right, now, look at that. I, I, was, I, was, I was hearing it. I, was, I, I thought you were going to say Belize for a minute, okay? Oh, yeah, African, Belizean, we're all the same. We're all the same, yeah. baby. We're all the same. Yeah. My, all right, thank you, yeah. my, thank you, my African brother. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank you, sir. For all right. you got, you got it. Always. Uh, 
I also just want to add to the conversation, just going back to the Civil Rights Act. Yes. It also protects uh, discrimination against religion. Religion's a choice. So Mm -hmm. it's not just immutable characteristics that the Civil Rights Acts of 1964 protected. It was actually a lot broader than that. It it protected things that people could choose. You could be Christian and then you could decide, you know what, I'm going to be Jewish tomorrow. And there's still that right is still protected under the Civil Rights Act. At Cafe Chiara, what would you not allow in there? Violence and hate. Violence and hate. Yeah, that's I mean, cool. I just at the end of the day, again, everyone can have their personal beliefs, and I don't believe on pushing people to believe anything that I believe. But I just love people, and I think the human experience is yeah. important. And I think no matter how you choose to live your life, if you're not hurting anybody, I'm still you're still God's child. I'm still interested in getting to know you. I'm not going to deny you service. If anything, who knows? Maybe I have something inside me that you need or vice versa, and we're never going to have well, that interaction because I'm like, I don't want you sitting next to me because of your skirt. My my mind doesn't work that way. I personally believe, I don't care. If I own a business and you want to be trans or whatever, as long as you're not causing disruption, you pay the bill, I don't really care what you what you look like, you know. But I, I, I do believe that there is a level of freedom that we are not allowing certain uh, individuals who own businesses to run their business the way they want to run it. And I know this is a very slippery slope because if you start denying trans people and tell them they got to go out and dress, what's next? You know what I'm saying? And so I, I get that. I just Or I, not even that, that, just the way that the laws are set up right now. And I guess it is a slippery slope. But again, I've gone out to to Vegas and tried to go into nice restaurants and had friends with me that they wouldn't let in because of their size. And I was wait, wait, so wait, wait, wait. angry. Wow. Like they wow, were, wow. They they were, were too plus big, size? which you can do right now legally. Yeah. I don't like those laws. I've been in situations. I hung out with the popular girls in high school that used to make fun of the girls that looked a little different or dressed a little different or just doesn't insert whatever your belief is. You don't fit in the box of what I believe is acceptable. I don't, I don't like that. Whenever I'm around people like that, I make it a point to leave that friend group because I want to be accepted of everybody how did they come and tell your friend hey they we... just leave you at the door and then they'll oh. say hey then they'll say to you hey you can come in but your friends mm-hmm. i don't i've never been that person you i've, clubs, I've also been i've also <laughs> yeah. been out and had um two friends with me that were of native american descent that couldn't get into a club because i think i told you guys that they had their native ids with them and the guy at the front was like can you if you're going to be in america get real american ids oh yeah and i went off on the manager i wrote about it um it's actually in textbooks across america right really? now as of this year but i wrote about that experience because i was so heated i was like what do you mean they're not real americans they're more real than we are they were here before and he was like well they need to get real american ideas not those native ideas but he let someone from Uh, france in so all that to say when it comes to leaving people out because of what they look like what they believe what they're wearing i'm not on board other people can choose if if they use a religion as a reason to discriminate against people having a meal that's fine that's not who i am can i ask you guys a question do you remember the case where the bakers refused to bake a cake for the gay couple i don't remember what happened i think they were forced to bake the cake i think that that ruled against them right and and, and in that case which i'm like why wouldn't you want to bake a cake for a gay couple but they were saying under religious grounds they didn't want to serve i mean even with that i understand it a little bit more because it's an actual religious ceremony and like forcing somebody to be part and they, of a and religious they were forced, ceremony which is yeah, not fair yeah and i i 100 percent get that you don't want to have to engage in a ceremony that you feel like does not align with your beliefs mm-hmm. but does that mean that person can't have a sandwich 
like on a on a Tuesday after work like yeah. what if you what if they come in that day and they're feeling really bad and you give them a word and they were like you know what I was about to kill myself but I just had this interaction with this amazing Christian and now I don't but guess what that interaction never happened because you didn't like their skirt <laughs> get out of here you are uh, I, yeah. I agree with you because I feel Christians should be a light to everybody what I, I want to know is light doesn't mean get out yeah, what, what is agree. it with you in these restaurants first you're getting carried out of uh, what is that one restaurant you got carried out of uh, oh, uh, um, you got, Beverly Hills uh, uh, what, Beverly what's the, in Hollywood what's the movie catch. Catch. you got catch. carried out of catch <laughs> yes I did you got denied entry in Vegas it wasn't me I didn't get denied entry my friends got denied entry so that I'm put up as and then you're going off on people at the front door because you're Native American friends what do you <laughs> I mean we just, honestly I just feel like we live in this country where we've taken our personal beliefs and we've turned that into a right to discriminate yeah. to hate to push to the side to ostracize <laughs> and I don't like it no it's it's, it's not the, inclusive well this is the what's the what happens when you are a uh, nation with a, a lot of diverse people in it to where, where pe- people's cultures and are going to be clashing and religions are going to be clashing and not everybody's going to want to be on the same I'm just page. like, if you don't want to be gay, then don't go kiss a man or a woman. Like, don't be it. If you don't want to, if you don't like trans people, don't be trans. Speaking, like, I, of, uh, speaking about not being gay, Anonymous is on the phone. And uh, Kit from Glendale, we'll get to your phone calls when we come forward. It's uh, KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. Unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Stay tuned. Broadcasting live from Lower Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right, let's go to Satan Spawn. Anonymous, hello. All right, uh, am I coming through clear? You co- <laughs> yes, you are coming okay. through clear. Now, uh, in Deuteronomy uh, oh, God. chapter 20. Uh, no, see, you so-called Christians, uh, well, people who follow God, you, it's like uh, that Bible and God's Word is like uh, kryptonite. You, know, it's a <laughs> you don't want to hear it. You don't want to deal with it. No, no, but, it wasn't me. I didn't bring up the Bible. But Tell me what Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy exactly said. You didn't bring up, the Bible was brought up before. You know, the, you're talking about religion, how it relates to uh, this uh, policy of... Uh, I didn't say nothing about the Bible and trans, but somebody did. So somebody what, did. So what, 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 can, all right, so tell... Uh, no, no. No, okay. it was a caller. And then I was... No, yeah, no, then you, I made my you, comment. You discuss, it doesn't matter. You discussed the Bible because you said, the, uh, you know, I think it was Kiara who said uh, this... this uh, this uh, policy of uh, not allowing uh, women to wear in men's clothes and vice versa, you say it has nothing to do with the Bible. Let's bring up the Bible, right? Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know. All uh, right. Well, tell me, what, what does Deuteronomy say? Okay. Uh, chapter 22, uh, verses like verse we have five. Bible study every time. Yeah, no, and you hate it. It's like it's like poison to you. You just don't want it. Don't have anonymous. I mean, give you a tip. Don't don't fall into Don's traps. You got to just keep making your <laughs> yeah. point because he'll he'll trap. keep pulling you out, and then he'll just cut you off. You got to no. say what you no, want. Hurry up! Hurry up! I expect that because he, he he doesn't have he's he's not brave. He just, you, you run away. That's it. that's the, the way you do it. You know. But uh, I'm not going to trap you. you. You think I shouldn't respond? When, when uh, Don all right, let's get to it. What yeah, do don't respond. You got to just keep. Let, making what does Deuteronomy say? The, the way the way for me to get to my point is not say anything and let me get to my oh, point. Oh, okay. All right. All right. You, no, you actually something. All right. It's anonymous versus everybody with Kristen Kiar and Don Amici. You know, go and, ahead. And stop the sign. Some, I said, do it around me. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Let me, you know. All right. Okay. 
I tried to help him out. And I, I was I was prepared to answer his questions. Well, what do you know what Deuteronomy says? That he I don't know what he what it says, but I was really curious to see because uh, I did Bible study on the Old Testament, and I was like, oh, good. When anonymous calls, I got some stuff to I'm tell him. I'm ready. I'm ready. I tried to give him I a know, tip. I just I, I I kept saying, just get to the point. I know, but then he responds to your comment, and so then the conversation becomes about whatever you just said instead of about what he was calling about. I just like get to the point. I said three times. What does Deuteronomy say? Or did he did he tell you what book it was again? No, I I don't even remember. I was yeah. trying to, I, you know. All right, let's go to Randy and watch real quick. Jesus, I mean, I hey, you guys, uh, this is gonna be a lot simpler. You know, we're giving <laughs> all of our rights and freedoms away. Yes, I, I, uh, I, I heard her make a statement. She went to some nightclub and. In, in, in Las Vegas, and uh, and uh, her, her friends had a, a, a native ID, and a man made a statement of that magnitude, you know. And then at the same time, you know, you you give and you're accepting these insanities, these insults. I I hope you didn't patronize that place after they told your friends you're kidding there. Oh no, but I wrote a tweet, whole article about it in the Huffington Post, and I'm still talking about it seven years later. So they didn't get no money from great, me. Great, great, but at the same time, you guys have a commercial run. That's talking about how you can sue a gun manufacturer if someone gets hurt with a gun behind an behind a, a, a incident. Could be a self defense incident. Could be uh, uh, it could be any kind of incident. Gun went off, shot somebody, and you have ten thousand dollars. You can sue everybody. That's the trigger manufacturer, the ammunition. Yeah, I, I'm getting it on that. You no, know, don't don't you do that, man. Don't, I'm getting don't, it. Well, don't th- that's that's Cali- well, that's California's response to Texas's abortion ban. They're just flipping the script on it until I think they're doing yeah, that. Well, I think no, no. I think I think they're doing that more so to try to get that abortion law thrown out. Because yeah. if if they it's thro- trolling, it's, yeah, it's trolling, it's trolling is what it is. Yeah. Because if they can throw out this law that basically allows you to sue gun manufacturers, then they got to throw out the Texas law. So they're, California and Governor Newsom is just trolling Texas. Because because they're because they're playing on this abortion battlefield right now, which mm-hmm. is a big thing with a lot of these southern states. Yeah. Uh, hey, hey I, I, Randy, I got I got to run, but thank you, uh, thank you for the call. I appreciate it, and I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. All right, um, I'll try anonymous again, and uh, John, I see your phone call. We'll get to that when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580, Santa Monica. On me, on me, on me. Poor little kid, man. Poor little kid, you know. All right, we'll, we'll try this again. We, you know, we've been talking about, um, which I didn't really realize you guys cared so much. I have so much more stuff to get to, but you guys keep calling about this. We're talking about should it, should a business be allowed to deny or prohibit a trans person from service while they are dressed opposite of their gender? Should that be allowed? I think that should be allowed. Not that they want to deny. And I only think that should be allowed because they are not technically denying permanently service. They they just want you. What if I said, okay, Don, you can eat at my restaurant, but you have to lose 20 pounds and come back. I would say that I'm not coming into your restaurant. I would just say, okay. Do you think that's right? 
Uh, I think as as a person, but you because we were just talking earlier yeah. about how much you love everybody now. You just yeah. want to be a good person and do the right thing and bring godliness into the world. Do you think saying that is a loving representation of someone who's actually trying to please God? Well, see now, leave and come back because okay, insert no, no. Whatever Let me is. answer that. Now you're getting to me trying to dictate your relationship with God, and that's not my job. No, not dictating. I'm just asking for you, because I'm yeah. asking you, this is yeah, your Esther. I, I, I told you who I would let it. Yeah. So you're telling me, as this person who wants to do yes. the right thing, you would feel comfortable excluding people because of... Oh, I wouldn't. I'm not No, if, if I had a restaurant and I... Listen, you come as you are. I don't care. Long, my only thing with kicking you out of my restaurant is if you're being disruptive, you're mm-hmm. trying to steal, cheat, That's or what fight. That's I said. Exactly. That's the only issue That's that I would have. That's what I said. But I also believe that people should have their a right to do what they want with their things. And if they own a business... And let's say, Don, you can't come in because I need you to lose 20 pounds. Well, listen, you know what? Uh, okay. Well, I'm just not going to I'm not gonna patronize any of your restaurants. And I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to think about you no more. And if anybody ever wants to go there, I'm not going to go there in the, to your restaurant anymore. But what happens when you become the minority and that becomes the popular view and now no restaurants will let you in because most people in this world are skinny? Because that's an easy position to take when you're in the majority. It's a lot harder of a position to take when you're in the minority. I guess I need to get my butt in the gym, lose 20 pounds, or I'm going to starve. Do you think the trans community is going to come after this restaurant? or Because I think the the only plus with this video is, I mean, for me, I would take it as, okay, if I support the trans community, I'm just not going to go to this restaurant, and yeah. I'm going to boycott yeah. it and tell my friends we're, and, we're not going to eat there. And, and that's to me, that's the appropriate response to an individual who wants to deny your service boycott them don't go there because you don't like their policy well, right i would say that would be my response that'd be my what, response what i have yeah. done in the past but i'll also say that when we're talking about issues like discrimination a lot of times individual choices become systematic and we're no longer talking about one restaurant we're talking about a system that excludes people so it's it becomes a lot bigger it's very easy for it to snowball into a personal choice and turn into a system which we've seen in this country yeah, over and you're, over you're, again you're right, you're when right. people are in the majority and they have a way of doing things it becomes systematic it's not the separate but lesser it's separate but equal exactly so again, except you don't have running water so that is not a comparison <laughs> to the civil rights movement yeah, yeah. in any capacity no 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 so you. if you're triggered in that way <laughs> i just want to say it again that's not what i'm saying all right let's go to mr deuteronomy him Deut- is it deuteronomy 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 yeah deuteronomy deuteronomy yes can you hear me yes mr deuteronomy let's go okay okay let's go. it's deuteronomy uh chapter 22 verse 5 it says, a woman must not put on men's clothing, and a man must not wear women's clothing. Anyone who does this is detestable in the sight of the Lord your God. Which is very interesting that they put this in the Bible, which was done eons ago, that this has been happening. Well, this this is- obviously has been happening since before time began. And so I think it's natural. But also the definition of what man's and women's clothing is keeps changing. Because, exactly. Because 50 years ago, a pair of slacks were not... They were considered man's clothing. And now it's like, no, it's just a woman wearing pants. Didn't Romans dress as women at, at uh, I want to, I, I remember seeing like, that. They had like they, they were, robes. Were robes. Yeah, they were yeah. robes. But if Don wore that and came in here, everyone would be like, why is he dressed like a woman? 
because it's archaic. No, it's not like a woman. You're just like a Roman, a male Roman with a toga. That's what no, I, I just, no. I, I, I thought I saw something that said Roman men would dress like women sometimes and impersonate uh, women. It's possible. And it, I mean, and it wasn't, uh, in, and it wasn't in, a in, thing. In, in Shakespeare, the theater, uh, the, the, the men played women's roles, and they dressed as women. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, uh, I'm sure God is against that. Because See, but, but I, think, I think what you're missing, uh, the biggest part that I feel like you miss when you read the Bible is, number one, a lot of these stories and a lot of these experiences um, were written by human beings who are sharing their experiences and the culture during that particular time. So obviously, obviously times, obviously times have changed. And that's, I think what I don't, what, what bothers me about your logic is sometimes you have to understand that. And I, and I I read something that's very, very interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Medical doctors, they don't have a cure for every disease. Activists don't have a solution for every evil. None of us are God. So sometimes when you read something in the Bible that you might not understand, everybody's interpretation is different. That's why it is okay if you don't have a, a definite answer. Sometimes we don't have all the answers. Clear. We have none of the answers. And that's why that's exactly why people live by faith because there's sometimes we just don't know but you keep bringing up stuff when culture was different it was a totally different time and the rules were different but things okay, let change me ask you this. let me ask you this if god is all-powerful and what you and you don't believe well let me get to my point uh because I, I, this point is related but i know you're gonna say oh i'm getting off the point okay let, let me stick to the, my point uh god is all-powerful uh so god wants us to know the truth, right, according to him, his word. Yeah. Now, so yeah. therefore, if things change, why doesn't God update the Bible? God can do it in a microsecond. Because the Bible, in a, in was a, a written, Bible was written specifically by a lot what the disciples wrote part of the Bible, by other people that were there Inspired during the God, time. Right? They, and, they were, and they were, the Bible was written as they were sharing stories of what well, we was don't happening know, we don't know who wrote the Bible, during but, that time. Yeah, but they, they oh, were. I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought followers of Christ believed that the, the, the Bible is God's word. It He's is God's God. word. It okay, is God's so word, God's but, but word. also life man, has changed and things have evolved. Life has changed and things have evolved. Okay, so 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 you. So you, the basics out of the Bible is like don't you know you know the old like um, when you talk about the Ten Commandments, those are int- those are things that we should really live our life by. But a lot of what you're law. reading are stories that people are just sharing about this how the culture was back. Right, but uh, through these people, through these people, and when they said so, women's when they through said, when these people when they said women's clothes, they meant bra and uh, and panties. They, okay. didn't, they, they didn't mean. I don't even know. That's actually a great question. Okay. Did they wear bras Don, back there? Because they don't mention, I don't see anything in there about, in the Bible about. Yeah, they bras. meant they meant they meant female undergarments, not not outerwear. No, they didn't. Where, where, where does it say that? Well, no, where it where does it doesn't period. say that? Okay, where, it no, knows. it says clothing. Period. Clothing is all inclusive. That means no, your, your no, style, your, your top, your shirt, your pants, your shoes, all that. You know. Now, uh, do, do you believe that God dictated the Bible to men? That like 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 the, the people who the men who wrote this Bible? It could have been a couple of women. Do you believe that they were just like secretaries? They were taking dictation that God gave. I I don't. What to write. I don't believe that. So you don't. I don't so believe they, he dictated. So, so you believe these men just made it up? They just made it up? I don't up think. No, I don't. I don't think that they made it up. I believe that God told them to spread the word, and so they spread did, the word according the, the, according to how they saw things. That's what I believe. 
Oh, it's not about how God saw things. It's, it's, just it's how God they saw just, things when God was on, when, okay. when, 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 well, definitely when we're talking about the New Testament, how they saw things as they were with Jesus, but also well, as they were told, so I don't think he this, dictated to there's, them. There's, all of this is very complex conversation. Yeah. People go to school. It is complex conversation. It is. People, people go to school for a long time to be able to have these conversations. I think that if we're going to talk about it, then we should educate ourselves because I like context and facts. There's this book called Heaven and Hell yeah. by Bart or Bart Bart is a Bart is amazing. Yep. So Bart is not only a teacher in, in uh, on the East Coast. I, I want to say in Virginia, but he's also. I mean, the guy is, has a PhD. He was a Christian, became an atheist. And I'm not really sure if he's gotten back, but he does. Him and Richard Carrier do an amazing deep dive into the Bible. He actually is someone that reminds me of an anonymous who had a lot of questions mm-hmm. and went really deep and did a lot of research and wrote this book called Heaven and Hell: The History of the Afterlife. It provides a lot of back context yeah. to these conversations that we're having and i think it'd be really interesting for everyone to read it and we can discuss it and that's and that's uh, hey, and honest, we got we got to run because we're getting close up to time and that's really important because bart talks a lot about understanding the language of the time mm-hmm. and and when when people start breaking down the the bible the greek bible you need to understand what the words actually meant for the time period um i don't know in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, and do the right thing. I don't know. Finding email where he's trying to say anemone. I don't know and do the right thing. What they mean by that, I, I don't know. You know well, what I'm see, saying? But also, uh, there's all so many different denominations, and but, everybody's interpretation per denomination is very different. But I also want to point out the fact that if they were writing about it in the Bible so many centuries ago, that from my point of view, this is natural behavior that is in some of the human beings on this planet. And I want to throw in the complexity that some of these verses were the, or, uh, chapters where they're writing about yeah. certain things, like having seen Jesus and Jesus on the cross, were written 40 to 100 years after yeah. they mm-hmm. actually happened. Some of the people who we think wrote these stories, because we haven't even able been able to uh, authenticate for sure whether all of these writers are who we think we are. We're still not completely sure who I'm, wrote Genesis, and know, we take that to be the evolution of the there's world. A, there's a YouTube channel called Useful Charts, and they, he, he's done a deep dive into this and because and, he talks about who wrote who wrote a lot of these new the New Testament in the Bible. And what he talks about is that these are not necessarily like Matthew didn't write necessarily write this, but people <clears throat> that were following Matthew wrote this and they, they they attribute the sayings to Matthew. So it was somebody in the crowd or who was part of a following or of Matthew of Paul or wrote, wrote all these. Well, things. how does that person know that? Be- well, a, that goes back. That's part of these questions, because legally we don't allow that. It's called hearsay. Yeah. If you didn't actually see it, experience mm-hmm. it, read it, you can't even speak in well, court a lot. Then we're talking about passage of time. Mm-hmm. So we have some things from Josephus, number one. Uh, and then also the first written record starts getting written down within 30 to 40 years after Jesus's death. So it's still fresh. And then you got to also understand the times. Back in those times, things were transmitted orally. 
That was how they passed things down. That's how the Jews passed things mm-hmm. down. That's why if you look at Jewish sects and they have different types of things, it's because there were different tribes sharing a somewhat similar culture, but not completely the same culture. And then they merged into into one. So it's very interesting when you start doing a deep dive. I'm going to reach out to the guy of Useful Charts to, to get him on because he does do a, a, an amazing deep dive. He's an historian, and I think he has a degree in theology, which it's very fascinating when you start from a historical level start understanding how the Bible was put together, who put it together. You know, he also broke down the Quran. He talks about how uh, when when Muhammad wrote the Quran, the Quran is a collection of stories that were floating around and that Muhammad may have come in contact with Jewish people, with other Christians, Christianities that died out because there were multiple forms of Christianities just like there are today, but there were a lot more and, and, and Jewish Jewish mythicism. And so all of these things were told to Muhammad and he compiled them into the Quran. And if you were alive during the time of Muhammad, these stories would have been out there. And that's how the Quran got written down and 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 it was transmitted orally and they deleted a bunch of stuff uh but it wasn't really written down until i don't know a hundred or so years after uh, muhammad died and once again it was transmitted orally which once again leads to interpretation of how many pieces gets changed over time but i don't think anonymous i really don't think his call is to learn his call like i've told no, his you call before is to sit there and, and, he wants and to make a yeah. mockery and he basically is out there to just say hey you're wrong you're wrong he doesn't want well, to learn any of this trolling stuff. It's he's trolling. a troll yeah. right <laughs> and so and I, the one thing i was so worried about because i did talk to my pastor about him he says with people like that he said you just smile and just keep it moving like he said you just don't engage because that is exactly what they want to do they're trying to get under your skin well i think all of this too is an opportunity for people to get all of us to be deeper in faith because if your faith is steadfast and unshakable then yeah somebody's opinion or somebody's interpretation isn't going to shake you it's going to be but it also requires like a going deep to actually know what you believe and why you believe it all right uh, we're going to get to john's call and sean's call when we come forward this is kbla talk 1580 Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Ready on take one? Ready. Okay, this is a crucial moment of the audiobook, The Big Escape. Chapter 9. They had waited long enough when finally the clock struck midnight and... Wait, where are you going? Nope. When you need a taco, you need a taco. Try the beefy melting Viesta veggie burritos. Just $2 each. Only a Taco Bell. And that's my time. I'm not the voiceover guy too, but... Oh, guess I'll breathe the legal copy. At participating Taco Bell source for a limited time only. Price and participation vary. Tax extra. Taco Bell vegetarian items allow for dairy and egg consumption. Preparation methods could lead to cross-contact with me. Visit Taco Bell. Charmin. History is now, and you are part of it. Thank you for spending your days with KBLA Talk 1580. Let's jump back into the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. All right, um, we're talking about, uh, I'm done talking about, I'm going to take these last few phone calls, we're going to move on. I, I can't take this conversation anymore. Interesting. I think it, it's it, interesting, too. It is interesting because it is t- it's not very easy uh, because, listen, you know, should a business be able to deny service to a trans person who's not dressed as the gender when they were born? 
I believe that they should. And I believe that the person who's being denied service should also be able to boycott and not spend money with them. I think that's the appropriate response instead of trying to shame a company. Yo, move with your dollars. I think that's the that lets the market uh, know where where the money stands, you know. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to take away someone's ability to run their business. But it is a slippery slope because if it's like, hey, you're not dressed as a man today. Hey, you're not the right color black tomorrow. We only want to let light skin people. Or wear. it doesn't even have. We don't even have to make it about race. No hoodies or fitteds allowed. Yeah, they, they, and that, How would I've black seen videos, people respond to they've that? Done, they've, That's clothing. They've done that also in Atlanta. Also, I don't even know if it's, no the, same, if it's the same rest, <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, you know that's a, that's a travesty to New York. It people. feels like a t- an attack. Let's go to John in L.A. What's going on, John? Is it John three sixteen? Okay, that, is that it? man. Yeah, I'm uh, on air. Yeah, yes, John. Okay, so first I called to answer the original question about whether a person should be uh, discriminated against. Uh, because they're trans. But, man, you guys morphed the conversation into all this stuff about Bart Ehrman and and the Bible and who wrote it and all that. And I love talking about all I love, that stuff. I love so, Bart. Bart's yeah. and, Bart's and May, Bart and Richard Carrier are two amazing individuals I could just listen to all day long. Me too. I, I read Bart's stuff. I read as much as I can of everything. But yeah. I would recommend, if you're reading Bart, uh, read a guy named Peter J. Williams because they're on the same level in terms of New Testament and uh, Bible scholarship, original languages, and all of that, but Peter is a is still a Christian. He he studied just as much as Bart, but he's still a Christian. Peter J. Williams, and Bart actually uh, lost his faith along the way. And yeah, it was it was interesting listening. It, I, he's an amazing scholar. His mind is amazing, and and just uh, the, his ability to break down historically um, the stuff with the Bible and, and give you uh, perspective on it. But it's very it was very interesting that he started out as a Christian and became atheist. And I don't know. I, I was watching an interview, and I'm not sure exactly where he is at today with his faith. Uh, I have a, the, he, he calls himself an agnostic today. See, that's why I said yeah, he's, he, he's has some anonymous like uh, views of the oh, world. Yeah, Peter yeah. J. Yeah, Williams, he, do you have a specific book that you would recommend? So, um, I don't have a, a specific book, but you can Google him, and you'll find a bunch of videos. In fact, there's videos of him debating Bart Ehrman. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. Um, I'm going to watch that. Oh, yeah. They, they, yeah, they go head to head. It's great stuff. Another guy I, you know what? I, I think I may have seen that. I think I may have seen yeah. see, seen those two mm. debates. Yeah. But on the on the original question about the discrimination piece, I I, I really think that uh, business should not be allowed to discriminate against a person who's dressed transgender because it, it's too close to what we fought for in the civil rights movement. It, just think, think about it, the direction they could take that. So yeah. you're dressed exactly the same. Let's say you got a, a, a transgender woman who's dressed exactly the same as a biological woman. So the problem is not the clothing itself. The problem is, is the fact that this person was born a male and is dressed this way, right? right? So if they can do that, if they can discriminate based on that, essentially they're discriminating based on a religious belief. You are not behaving according to my religion, and therefore oh, I'm not going to give you service. You interesting, know interesting. Uh, the, the other direction they could take that is is – you know, the Deuteronomy passage, uh, you know, if you want to take the religious meaning of the Deuteronomy passage, a person could say, well, you're a man and you're wearing earrings. And you go back a little ways, and that would have been considered part of I mean, I got my ears pierced, you know? Adornment. Yeah, yeah, right. But it, it, today it's no big deal. Right. But you could go back a, a ways, and people would say, well, that's you're, you're dressing like a woman, so you can't come in here. Or let's say you got dreads and you and you're wearing them past your shoulders. Well, your hair is long. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel I feel like our government has made it very clear 
You cannot discriminate on the basis of things like that. Thank you, you for this very logical call. I love this. I really appreciate yeah. it. Our audience is so smart. I love that. You, I'm, I'm with you also on the Christian behavior. When we engage the world, let's engage the world on love yeah. and uh, love our neighbor, love God, and stop trying to get other people to go to, to live according to beliefs that they don't even hold. Yeah. You know, just. That's ridiculous. Anyway, thank I you. appreciate you guys. John, thank, thank you for the enlightening conversation. Appreciate it so much. Wow. John's my favorite caller of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when uh, when they, you know, that's a caller right there. Anonymous, if you heard John, he got in, he hit you with some facts, he didn't stumble around. I mean, I'm also being biased because he agrees with me and we like a lot of the <laughs> same scholars, so there's that. But I fully agree with it. To me, I just have a really hard time reconciling Jesus saying, above all, love all people, and then people being like, well, actually, what's more important to Jesus than love is what you're wearing. And if I don't like what you're wearing, you're out. I'm well, like, you made that up. And the bigger the bigger question is really, what constitutes a woman's clothes? Exactly. At the end of the day? Like, what does that even mean? These are all pieces exactly. of, these are all pieces of cloth in different shapes. And at, I, at the I end work of the day. in product. Let me tell you something. I, I don't want to, I don't want to stress anybody out. You might not be ready for this. Most of the time they're made of the same Thank thing. It's just a different th- label. Mm-hmm. That's it. I was telling Krista, I buy my sneakers from the little boy section because it's cheaper. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a woman, but the shoes look just like the woman's shoes. Do they shoes. fit the same? They fit the same. It's just a different sizing mechanism. But I, I got all my Jordans from the little boys section. Wow. Shocker. Yeah. Surprise. Same material. What, you uh, never know. How, how do they, they got a size 9 in kids? Uh, no, no. I mean a size 12 in kids? I don't think so. Damn. I'm wearing like a 4, a 5 a little boy. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Uh, real quick, let's go to Sean uh, uh, for the last word on this topic before we uh, move on. Hey, everybody. So, so my thing is what a wonderful conversation, number one, that you're having it. But... And it really is because, but my thing here is I, you know, I don't fall in love with politicians and I, and that's a rule. I think I agree. I I wish everyone would follow, but put yourself in their shoes. Look at the world through their eyes. I want everyone to think about that. But here's the thing. Here's the situation. You're in LA for crying out loud, but I don't know where this thing actually happened. Can you imagine a cast? Okay, Atlanta. Well, even Atlanta. Yeah. Can you imagine a cast of middle schoolers who just did a play in their in their school and they, you know, they happen to wear all these masks and do all that and they just did all their thing. They've been studying their lines for all this time and then they go all roll into a restaurant to give them money and eat their food and do all that, but they all look like a cast of characters. You know, they look yeah, like yeah, yeah. a woman. They oh, look I like a what man. You talking about a, a, like a like a show. A play. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think the main thing here is we need to hopefully as a society in in our country is is stop worrying about everyone else's business. If their money is green as my money and if your business wants to make money, you know, stop discriminating. Yeah. You know, I mean, if someone's going to go in there and commit a crime or cause a scene, that's one thing. But if someone wants to dress drag and go into your place and spend a hundred bucks, what's wrong with you? Take that hundred bucks and, and, you know, and not worry about it. Don't worry. Why are we in other people's business so much? That's my biggest problem. But mm-hmm. I think overall, I think we're moving in the right direction. But I, th- I agree legally, yeah. legally, 
then I don't think they should be able to do it. But I understand personal preference. You don't have to agree with it, right. but just go with the flow. Totally right. agree with you. All right, Sean, thank you so much for the for the phone call. Uh, I listen, I'm I'm a like I said. Just a, just I just want to say, imagine getting to heaven and Jesus is like, "Look, I was going to let you in, but <laughs> there was a whole bunch of people I had for you to minister to, but they were wearing skirts, so you didn't reach them." Mm-hmm. I didn't reach them. You Good didn't point. reach them. They were wearing skirts, so you told them to get out. But there's some people that are very, very old school, and they just don't believe in that stuff. There's some yeah, Roman well, Catholics I, that I, they just they just say, no, abomination, I'm not talking to them. So there's some old heads that just won't do it. We also got to understand that this was happening in Atlanta, this denial of service, which is still the South and still conservative and still kind of just traditional in what we consider traditional. Well, I hope it happened out here in Orange mm-hmm. County. All right, more of this conversation when we come forward. It's KBLA Talk 1580. We know you have options, options. but thank you. Thank you. Making the best choice. The only station in LA of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 1580. Stay 